Holy Spirit, you are so welcome in this house this morning. We want you to have first place in everything that happens in this house this morning. Lord, we want to have ears to hear what your spirit is saying to the church. Lord, that we might know what it is to be one of the overcomers, one of those who have heard, one of those who have seen, one of those who have allowed the Spirit of God to breathe upon them fresh anointing. Father, I just speak right now that that fresh anointing would come upon every hungry heart in the house. Lord, that you revive the heart of the hungry. Lord, that you would begin to blow that fresh anointing within the heart of your people, that there'll come a fresh zeal and hunger for more of the Spirit of God. Lord, we want to be a people totally consumed by the fire of God, that you would have your way and purify every part of our hearts, Lord, that there would be nothing between you and us, Lord, that you'll be able to come and have your way in this house and just do whatever you want to do in this place, Lord. We invite you, we thank you, Thank you. We ask you for more, Lord. We're not satisfied with what we have. We're thankful, but we're not satisfied, Lord. We want more. We want every part of this place to be totally consumed with your presence, Lord, that every time someone comes into the house, it's your presence that they acknowledge. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I was... um, I was speaking with the Lord yesterday and uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me very clearly and I heard this word resonance. I said, okay, Lord, what does that mean? And he said to me that the Father is looking for a resonance of spirit in his people. A resonance of spirit in his people. Now, I said, okay, Lord, what does that mean? A resonance can be a vibration. A resonance can be like an echo. A resonance can be a hearing again. A resonance can be a a doubling of the sound. A resonance, if you understand, can be something in the, 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 the wavelength. It's a vibration. And I felt it was more than that. God's looking for a resonance of spirit. Now, if I said to you something that you agreed with completely... I would then say, does that resonate with you? Now do you understand what I'm saying? Is it coming as a yes, I agree with that? That's what God's looking for. When we hear the word, he's looking for yes, I agree with that. He's looking for that resonance of spirit. See, it's more than an echo. We're not just an echo. We've actually got a mind to make a decision to be in agreement because God's spirit within us is saying something and is wanting us to get in agreement with him and to start resonate what he is saying. So when we hear the word of God, yes, that resonates with me. That's something the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me about. I understand that because God's been speaking to me about it. This is what we're going to find in the house where we're going to have a greater resonance of spirit where you're sitting in the church and you're going to say, yes, God spoke to me about that yesterday. Or yes, I understand what you're saying because I just felt something in me where the Holy Spirit was stirring something in me and now I understand from the word it's become clear. So that's what God is wanting to see in the house where with a, a, a resonance, but it's more than just, a, yes, I agree with that. It's a resounding yes because God has birthed something in your heart and you've got that hope that comes out of that promise around that word and you get excited with it. 
It's like you've heard someone telling you something that you've been waiting to hear for for a long time and it's a yes, 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 let's run with that. That's a true resonance of spirit that God's looking for in our hearts. Now, I I was going to um, share some thoughts around that on on, uh, an offering teaching. Now, I might get to that in a minute, but I don't know. Because God God was showing me something in worship this morning and I want to get to that. But before I get to that, I want to say something else. Because... (laughs) That's what my mind, can you imagine what my mind is like at the moment? I, I, I heard very clearly this morning when I went up to my office, I heard the Lord say that the, the verse that I mentioned last week has to be a theme at the moment in the house. I've got to repeat it. It was Isaiah 58, and I looked it up in my Peshitta translation, which is an ancient Aramaic translation, and it says, clear up. Isaiah 58 verse 14, clear up, clear up, prepare the way. Revival is coming to this city. God told me again this morning, it's not just this house. We're part of it, but it's more than this house. This, what's coming to this city, is what's different than what's happened many, many times, because many times it's come to a house and that's been great, but this is coming to the city. This is a city-wide thing, and I know that I know if we want to be part of it, we've got to get very, very hungry and start resonating with the Spirit of God. I'll try to calm down. So, so there's, there's the, 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 the reason, the, 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 the Holy Spirit wants us to have it very clearly in our heart that we have a part to play in this. We have a responsibility. I've seen the fire of God before. Back through the late 90s and early 2000s, I've seen the fire of God and what it can do in a house and it can cause a real upset. It can cause some people to run to the fire and it can make some people run away from the fire. So we've got to be ready. We've got to start preparing our hearts because this is something citywide, but it's going to become something that is very personal as well. Can you understand what's going to happen? God's concerned about this whole city, not just what's happening in one spot. It's great to have spot for, oh, that's it, that's it, that's exactly what it is. Oh, I saw something and I'll talk about it in a moment, but remember spot fires, Spot fires. But what can happen when you've got spot fires and spot fires and spot fires? It's not long before you've got the whole bushfire going. Okay, so there's going to be a lot of spot fires. I'll clear that up a little bit for you in a moment. We've got to start preparing. We've got to make sure there's nothing that's hindering the work of the Spirit. That when we hear the Word of God, we've got this resonance of Spirit. That resonates with me, Lord. And then we can start saying, but what about this, Lord? And then he might start resonating with what's in our heart. How would that be? God was so pleased to see what was in David's heart. Sometimes we think it's all about God. Well, yes, it is all about God. But sometimes because of what's in us, the Holy Spirit is birthing something in us that's going to bear witness of what the Father's been wanting to say and wanting us to get involved with. But what, 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 oh my goodness me, what, 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 what things has, 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 what, what surprises have you got? What surprises, what are you birthing in your heart you want to surprise your Father with? I mean, God knows everything, but he's looking for us to come out with some new things that that have been birthed in our excitement as we're resonating what God is saying. And then we say, but what about this, Lord? You know, Abraham was a friend of God. Friends communicate. Friends share things. Oh, I can see something on some people. We might get to that too. It's going to be a good morning. Get ready. Start resonating. I didn't have a clue when this was coming out till worship, so here we go. Clear up, clear up, prepare the way. Take up the stumbling blocks. We've got, you remember I said it last week, it came about, we can have some stumbling blocks and some of those stumbling blocks we love. They're very dear to us. We treasure some of our stumbling blocks. 
So they don't have to be a bad thing. They can be something that's just hindering us getting closer to God. It's like you're in a hurdle race and you've hit one of the hurdles and gone down. The hurdles are there for us to get over. Sometimes some things come our way, we've got to get over them. Not lay on the ground because we hit one of them. Feeling sorry, oh, I'm so hurt. Come and help me, I'm so hurt. Get up and get to the next hurdle and get over it. This is the sort of people we're going to have to be. To get up and get going again, people. Thank you, Caleb. Resonating with him. I don't mind a bit of feedback. Thank you. We have to be willing to allow God to help us with the hurdles that we stumble over because he wants us to learn to be a person who can just go one, two, three, four, five, six over the hurdles and not touch one of them. They don't have any impact. We run the race and we just fly over the hurdles. The little stumbling blocks, little things that can stop us. We've got to learn to hear what the Spirit is saying and allow him to help us with the issues that are holding us back. Because God has so much in store for us. We want it all. We've got to get so hungry for God. Take up the stumbling blocks out of the path of my people. So that's a word to me as well. And it's part of what I've been preaching for years, to help people grow up, to get over the hurdles. We've got to learn to run with the power of the Spirit and realize we're superhuman. We can do it. We can fly across those hurdles. Have you seen a hurdle racer that really knows how to do it? It's like the hurdles aren't even there. They are so quick over the thing. It's just like they're running flat out and the hurdles don't even interfere with anything. Could we be a people like that? Because the enemy's going to try and put things in the way while we're running the race. Boom, straight over the top of it. Water off a duck's back. For thus says... The high and holy one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy, whose abode is high and holy. See, holy's got a bit of a reference there and we've got the Holy Spirit in us so we can do it. Whose abode is high and holy. To the meek and to the distressed in spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the hungry heart. God has got a revival plan that's going to fit you like a glove. You're absolutely going to love the place that God has prepared for you because he prepared it for you before the foundation of the world. Can you imagine that? God in his infinite wisdom has a place prepared for you where you are absolutely going to love what he's doing in your life and through your life. And it's going to be... It's, it's, It's tailor-made for you. Don't let the enemy tell you you have to be something different to be what God wants. You have to be you because that's what God wants. He wants you. And he'll he'll perfect the, the package a little bit. But he wants you as you are. With all your funny little quirks and ways, I love the different things that people have to offer in the combination of a church. We don't need more than one Jeffrey. And everybody says, why am I getting so much feedback now? All right. So, when the Spirit of God begins to come upon a word that is tailor-made for you, the Father is looking for you to resonate with that because that will be an area that is tailoring especially for you. You don't have to be anything more than what you are in him. Don't let anybody tell you that 
You have to be like this or you have to be like that. I've had people for years try to make me be what they want me to be. And that's part of the reason why a lot of people left this church because I wasn't tailor-made the way they wanted me. But I was more concerned about what God wanted than what people wanted. And people interpreted that as Jeffrey doesn't care. That is not true. I care so much for him that he has to come first. I love people. I'm a nice person. Come on, feedback. That's all right. But I have to give him priority. And I've only got as much time as you have and I feel like I don't have enough time. I feel like it's becoming an all-consuming adventure. And I just want to spend more time with him. I love worship. Look, we're going to be spending more time in worship. If that upsets you, get over it. Because it's where the presence of God begins to, 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 to just, just... Maybe it's because of, of the, the, the calling and the realm that I'm in. But man, if you could see what I can see when I get into worship. Why? Because that's our time. We're giving up to the Father that what's in our heart. We're just pouring out our love, our thanks. Our, Father, I just love you so much. If you can't worship him, ask him why. Let him show you if there's something that's, that's blocking that flow. Because once the flow's going, the oil's coming in, man, your pipes are going to be just so slick. You know, if you want something to flow quickly, you put some oil on it. Oh, Lord, where do I go? Um. I'd better, I'd better go with what I saw this morning. Otherwise, we'll be here till I don't know when. Yeah, but we've got Father's Day stuff to do. <laughs> oh, how about this? Father's Day for him. I said to him on my way this morning, it's all about you, Father. Let's have a really good day with you. Could you do something special because it's Father's Day? Just something you want to do? Caleb, can you put up that image for me, please? This is what I saw in worship this morning. Not that. Now, if you've been around for a while, God showed me this as one of three visions. Just have a good look at it. Let something resonate with you. This was the second of three visions God gave me. This one was on the 29th of August, 2019. I'll read you what God gave me. I saw a huge ball of fire sitting at the top of Cathedral Hill. It appeared to me like a huge tumbleweed on fire. The same hill where I saw the vision of the demonic activity over this city. This huge ball of fire was spitting very fast. It looked like it was ready to come down the hill, but something was holding it back. It was spinning 
It was spinning. It was like, you can see it's on fire there, but the whole thing was actually spinning like this. It was like a car that was being revved up, but the handbrake was on and it was going nowhere. You know what the back wheels get like? They're just going, going, and then the fire begins to flame. That's what I could see, a spinning ball of fire that looked like a huge tumbleweed. It looked like it was ready to come down the hill, but something was holding it back. It was spinning on the spot as though the handbrake was on. These are the thoughts impressed upon me as I mentioned, sorry, as I meditated on this vision. I believe the fire of God is coming into his church again through a fresh wind or breath of the Spirit. I believe this fire will be the catalyst for the purification of his bride. This fire will consume everything hindering and opposing the experiential knowledge of the reverential fear of the Lord. Now, how many times have we been preaching about that over this last short period of time? The reverential fear of the Lord, an experiential knowledge, a touch of God that I know that I know God spoke to me. I know I can feel the presence of God. It's not theory, it's experiential knowledge. How do you know what coffee's like until you drink coffee? How do you know what the Spirit's like until you drink of the Spirit? This cleansing and sanctifying of his church from everything that defiles happens through her, the church, being assimilated into that holy fire of God, that she may be holiness under the Lord as he is, because our God is a consuming fire. With the unfolding of revelation comes an invitation to discover the greater dimensions of the untold mysteries of the Spirit's impartation through His unveiling work of sanctification. That's preparing our heart. For this to be experiential knowledge and reality in His church, I believe it is absolutely essential for his ministers, and that's not just pulpit ministry, but it's absolutely essential that it impacts the ministers on the pulpit because it's not going any further if it doesn't. I believe it's important, it's absolutely essential for the ministers who are a flame of fire, and that fits with something else I saw to be totally dedicated and appropriately separated unto and for the ministry of holiness unto the Lord. Holiness is not something we bring to God or do for Him. Holiness is what there is of God in us. So I'm in worship. Do you understand why I am passionate for worship? It's like, Lord, just turn the TV on for me. Let me see. Television, that's what it is. He's telling me his vision when I get into worship. So I see this fire again this morning. I just started laughing. But I saw some more. I saw this fire on the hill spinning and burning, but then I saw coming out of the side a little fire. Another little tumbleweed on fire came spinning out of the side. And then I kept looking and I saw others spinning out of this side, spinning out of that side, spinning out of that side. Little firebrands that were bursting out of the main fire. He is the consuming fire, but what he's producing is little firebrands, little coals that are going to burst out from the side and they're going to be the spot fires. They're going to be the ones that take the fire of God. Where they go, they take the fire of God. 
I saw that, I saw that, I saw that, but then I saw something else. If you can handle this, I saw people walking up the hill into the fire. Right into the fire. And then as they went into the fire, they came out as a firebrand. They came out as a coal of fire. They came out as one of the Father's little fires. This is how it's going to happen. We have the privilege of walking in to the fire, to walk again to the Father, to walk again to the purifying work of the Holy Spirit as we walk up that hill of reverential fear. We're walking into the presence of God with holiness and we come out just like Jesus. Little Jesus people on fire for God, representing God in their own particular way. Can you imagine? See, not everybody's going to be wrapped in the way I preach and talk and teach. But you have a way of, of, of impacting the people in your sphere, in your realm where God's put you. Just a little fire sitting here in the midst of all the people around me and something begins to happen. Boom! God just poured a bit of metho or something on me or a little bit of caro or a bit of something and I feel something beginning to happen and all of a sudden the people around starting to feel the heat. I don't know what's happening in the room. I'm just getting hot. I feel something. What is it about you that I'm feeling? Come on, little Jesus, people are going to start popping out of the fire all over the place and you don't have to be anything special, but you are special. But you don't have to be something you're not. I wish people could understand. Some people come to me and say, oh, but I'm not good enough. I'm not like you. I can't be like you. I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be like Jesus. You and Jesus are partnership. It's beautiful. It's fire everywhere you go, but it's purifying. It's cleansing. It's, it's, it's so wonderful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Oh. So I'm looking around the room this morning. I don't like looking around too much, but I do occasionally. And Lockie, I showed you something. I said something to you last week. I said I couldn't see it clearly, but I knew there was something God was doing for you. Will you come out here, please? I don't, I don't like to scare people. <laughs> but I saw something. I saw you as one of the little fires shooting out of the Father. I saw the fire of God getting in here and God is going to use you to touch people in your area. Where you are, the fire of God is going to come out of you. But you've got to get into the fire. You've got to be willing to walk up that hill with that spirit of the fear of the Lord. As you're walking up that hill, Lord, I don't know what this looks like. I don't know what's going to happen, but I trust you because you're in me and you're going to grow in me. You're going to develop in me that which is of your spirit. And there's going to come forth a fire that's going to begin to purify every part of your vessel. And that purity of heart is going to come out and it's going to touch others. It's going to cause others to be attracted to you because the Father is saying, you're precious to me. I've had a plan and a purpose for you for so many years, but now I want you to understand I want to release you into the realms of the Spirit of God where the fire of God begins to purify. The fire of God is going to cleanse. The fire of God is going to cause a clarity within. There's going to be a clearing up of everything that was not of God and God is going to produce that which is well-pleasing unto Him. And as you walk with Him and as you talk with Him and as you get into the Word, there's going to come a clarity of vision. There's going to come a purging of the Spirit of God. There's 
going to cause you to want to run in the ways of God. There's going to be such a hunger for the things of God. And wherever you go, people are going to be attracted by the beauty of Jesus. There's going to be a well of the Spirit of God begin to well up from within. That water of the Word is going to be feeding people. It's going to come. The thirsty are going to come and you're going to fill them up. You're going to fill them up with that which God is giving you. So as you spend time waiting before the Lord, don't be surprised if it's too much because your cup's going to overflow. You're going to minister out of the overflow. As God begins to minister to the deep within you, that well is going to grow. It's going to rise. It's going to rise. It's going to come up because the power of the Spirit is going to be ignited in that well and there's going to be an overflow. You'll minister out of the overflow of the presence of God. So get ready for the Spirit of God is going to use you by the power of the Word and the Spirit to come into the realms that God has prepared for you. Oh, Lockie. Lockie, if you could see how much the Father's got for you and how much He loves you. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. Mm. I'm not a huggy, huggy person. (laughs) So sorry about that. I didn't know that was coming either. All I knew was I saw Lockie come out of the fire. Changed. Changed by that willingness to walk. In the fear of the Lord, to walk up that hill into the fire and say, Lord, I present myself. Have your way. Look, I can see fire on people. I can't do, I can't do that again for everyone. Because it's Father's Day. We've got Father's Day stuff to do. You know these cookies coming? <laughs> cookies. I have no idea what cookies are when I see it on the... There's cookies. Oh, God. Cookies. This comes with cookies. This, this morning's coming with cookies. So there you go. And Oh my Lord. I could easily pray for many of you this morning. But if if what you have just witnessed, if what you have just heard resonates with you. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for how personal you are. How you make us feel so important. Like we're just the one. I don't know how you do it, Lord, but you do it. You do it. You make us feel so special. Uh, I, I just thank you, Lord, that you love every person in this room with such an overwhelming love. Lord, just as I had my arms around Lockie, put your arms around people right now. Let them feel it. Let them feel it, Lord. Special. Father, I'm asking that your word would resonate within the hearts of your people, that they'll have a resounding yes, Father, Yes, Father, all I want 
is for you to perfect the work that you have begun. For truly, as we walk in the fear of the Lord and allow the presence of God to carry us by the wind of the Spirit into the Father's heart of experiential knowledge, truly the fear of the Lord will bring a holy reverence within the heart of every person in the house so the Father can have his way, so that this city will see what the Father delights in and all the glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not even going to attempt to try and do anything with an offering. You can just let the Holy Spirit resonate with you what he wants you to give. You know, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> you know, what, what God has, has done, he's done, he's done before, but he's going to do things in a greater measure. You know, there's, there's different ones through, through church history that we look at and, and we see them and, and they become a, a name, you know, and we remember their name. Why do we remember their name? Because... They gave themselves completely over to the presence and spirit of God and God used them <laughs> in such a way. <laughs> and, you know, I was going to speak this morning about God's presence that empowers. And that's what it does. His presence empowers. And I was thinking this, just this morning, um, it just came back to my, my remembrance of, of something that I had um, read regarding Smith Wigglesworth. <laughs> and, and um, you know, if you haven't read about Smith Wigglesworth, read about him. But um, <laughs> there was, <coughs> there was a, a, a story of, of one um, experience. I don't know whether this was multiple times. I think it possibly was. But he was just travelling on the train. <laughs> Just, you know, train journey. He's sitting on a train and he's got this man and he's looking across at him and he just couldn't get his eyes off him. This man's looking at Smith. And, uh, and you know, you, you know, you get somebody staring at you, it gets a bit uncomfortable. You know, and, um, and anyway, he, the, the, the man eventually, um, as it was reported, came to Smith and he said, Sir... <laughs> because this was a while back and people spoke properly. (laughs) He said, Sir, your very presence convicts me. (laughs) And, and And he gave his heart to the Lord right there and then. Didn't have to say anything. But it was what he was carrying. He was carrying the presence. That costs. The presence costs. It's free. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of a contradiction. Isn't it? It's free, but it will cost you everything. <laughs> Count the cost. But you know, the return on the investment is is out of this world. <laughs> out of this world.
Hallelujah. We're going to have uh, communion now, so if you get your little cups, Tanya's going to come up. Isn't his presence beautiful? And it's so real. It makes such a difference in our day-to-day lives. For the... Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit and of the joints and marrow in as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And his word that goes out does not return void, but it accomplishes everything and it prospers. So that's all I'm going to do this morning is read his word. Because I know the Holy Spirit will do the rest. Romans 4, verse 20 to, verse five, uh, to chapter 5, verse 11 in the Passion Translation. He, Abraham... Never stop believing in God's promise, for he was made strong in his faith to father a child. And because he was mighty in faith and convinced that God had all the power needed to fulfill his promises, Abraham glorified God. So now we see why Abraham's faith was credited to his account as righteousness before God. And this declaration was not just spoken over Abraham, but also over us. For when we believe and embrace the one who brought our Lord Jesus back to life, perfect righteousness will be credited to your account as well. Jesus was handed over to be crucified for the forgiveness of our sins and was raised back to life to prove that he has made us right with God. Our faith in Jesus transfers God's righteousness to us And he now declares us flawless in his eyes. This means that we can now enjoy true and lasting peace. Amen to that. With God. All because of what the Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into his marvellous kindness that has given us a perfect relationship with God. And what incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence knowing that our pressures will develop us Patient endurance and patient endurance will refine our character and proven character leads us back to hope. And this hope is not disappointing fantasy, but because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. For when the time was right, the anointed one came and died to demonstrate his love for sinners who were entirely helpless, weak and powerless to save themselves. Now who would dare, now who would 
anyone dare to die for a wicked person. We can all understand if someone was willing to die for a truly noble person. But Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were still lost and ungodly. And there is still much more to say of his unfailing love for us. For through the blood of Jesus, we have heard the powerful declaration, you are now made righteous in my sight. And because of the sacrifice of Jesus, you will never experience the wrath of God. So if while we were still enemies, God fully reconciled us to himself through the death of his son, then something greater than friendship is ours. Now that we are at peace with God and because we share in his resurrection life, how much more will we be rescued from sin's dominion? And even more than that, we overflow with triumphant joy in our new relationship of living reconciled to God, all because of Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 1 to 4. So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. For the law of the spirit of life flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us from the law of sin and death. For God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish because the law was limited by the weakness of human nature. Yet God sent us his son in human form to identify with human weakness. Clothed with humanity, God's Son gave His body to be the sin offering so that God could once and for all condemn the guilt and power of sin. So, so now every righteous requirement of the Lord can, law can be fulfilled through the Anointed One, living His life in us. And we are free to live not according to our flesh, but according to the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 14 to 16. The mature children of God are those who move by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers in our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. Romans 8, 31 to 34. So what does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me who then could ever stand against us? For God has proved his love by giving his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. Who then would dare to accuse those whom God has chosen in love to be his? God himself is the judge who has issued his final verdict over them. Not guilty. Who then is left to condemn us? Certainly not Jesus, the anointed one. For he gave, he gave his life for us. And even more than that, he has conquered death. And he is now risen and exalted and enthroned by God at his right hand. So how could he possibly condemn us since he continually is praying for our triumph. And lastly, Romans 8, 38 to 39. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that His love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels and dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken His love. There is no power that could ever be found in the universe that would distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One.
in our hands is full acceptance by the Father. In our hands is liberation. In our hands is holiness. In our hands is the foundation we stand upon. In our hands is the place that we can be enfolded into the Father. Nothing, nothing can stand against the blood of Jesus. Just before we take it, I was recently reminded how sacred this is and how sacred we are. And anything that is sacred needs to be treated holy. So I ask you now to consecrate yourself before God and lay at the foot of the cross any burdens, any sins, any malfunctions of the heart that have happened that just need to be laid before him. So I'm just going to give you a couple of minutes. Let's take our emblems, elements, aren't they? <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your body, Father God, that was broken for us. The sacrifice of love that gave us ac access to the Father. We take that now. And thank you for your blood that was spilt for us. Your blood that calls us holy. Your blood that calls us righteous. Let's take the Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. How wonderful and beautiful is your spirit here this morning with us. Your word, Lord, that we stand on. Your truth, Lord, that we stand on. Your hope, Lord, that we stand on in your salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, how beautiful you are. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Wow. Just so precious this morning. Your Holy Spirit, Lord what we've seen, what we've heard, Lord. We thank you for that. We thank you for your blessing, Lord. We look to walk with you this week, Lord, in a closer way, a stronger way with you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your love, for your dedication and your ever-loving kindness. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Beautiful. 
Thank you, Jesus. So special. <laughs> so special, Jeff. So special. Hallelujah, Lord. We've just got some announcements here for the church this week. On Monday, there's a play group, a church auditorium between 9.30 to 11.30. Tuesday night, the women's night meeting um, is going to be at the Golden Square Hotel at 6.30pm. Um, if you can let Coral know if you would like to attend, that would be awesome. Wednesday, um, Wednesday night is the prayer, prayer meeting for the church community here in the auditorium at 7.30. Friday um, this week is Kingdom Youth in the church auditorium between 3.30 and 5 p.m. Uh, Wilma asked me to mention, I'm not sure whether you're going to mention, Mel, about the Southern Cross. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. Um, just want to wish everyone a happy Father's Day. Um, so special um, for all you men. Um, in your, it's a beautiful and amazing responsibility that you have as fathers and husbands. Um, the Lord will walk with you in that and give you the grace to be who you need to be in your family. I think it's really special to be able to be a dad. Um, to all the dads, yes, we spoke about that. And to all the spiritual dads, we're, in, we're enjoying this too. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. He's so beautiful. Um, yeah, just fantastic. What a beautiful morning. Thank you, Lord. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. I've got a couple of quick announcements that didn't make the announcements. Uh, so Southern Cross Kids is coming up um, again for us this year. If you are not aware of Southern Cross Kids Camp, it's a ministry um, that happens across Australia now, but there's a camp that... Uh, he's hosted from here and goes down to Creswick and there's another camp over at um, Shepparton happening and Ballarat, I think, too now. So um, Wilma is in need of some gifts, not at me, Wilma, gifts for birthday boxes. Yes, gifts for birthday boxes for boys, preferably but we'll take whatever you've got. So if you don't know what that means because you haven't been around, put your hand up if you have been to a Southern Cross Kids Camp and you know what you're talking about. Great. Go see one of those people and they'll tell you what you need to go and buy for us and put into the box out the front so that we can bless those kids. These are kids that may not... Um, receive birthday presents during the year, probably don't get something for Christmas and it's just our way of being able to bless them. So uh, grab one of those people and they can answer your questions regarding that. If you're a lady and you are going to join with us for Bible study again next term, there is a new book. So if you need to purchase that new book, you need to come to Kingdom Coffee today so we can get the order off for that. And uh, the last one, two, two things to mention around Fiji, who uh, I took one week off. I had one week off last weekend and we're all going to Fiji. That was what I heard. Uh, so <laughs> there's a Fiji trip going in March next year. We require expressions of interest um, by, I believe, the end of the month. Yes, 29th. So if that is something that you saw that slide came up and your heart leapt and went, oh, that's it, want to go, then we need to know about that and there is a deposit to be paid. If you've got any questions, Tim and Coral are the people to speak to regarding that. And one last thing for Fiji. Um, obviously, you guys are aware we have a school over there. We have a gap between the wages for our NCTC staff and offerings and donations that have come in for that. So if you feel led to um, contribute towards paying for some wages for the NCTC staff that are over there uh, doing amazing work with the kids in the school, um, would you either come and see Wilma or come and see me with the square. I'm more than happy to take an FPOS donation and we will get that to them uh, this week. Is that okay? Yeah? I know it's Father's Day. I can see biscuits. I do want to say this though. 
You cannot hear the message that Jeff brought this morning and not respond. So regardless of whether it's Father's Day or not, if you feel like you need to respond, you need to respond. Because he saw a fire on a hill and people walking into it. He didn't see a fire on a hill and people sitting in a chair going, nice message. Yeah? He saw people actively going, I need that. That is where we're going. And it would be uncomfortable to get up, walk up a hill into a blazing fire. It does cost something. So there will be people here to pray for you after the service. If you have time and you feel like that's what the Lord's saying, then I suggest that's what you do this morning. Because Jeff isn't aware, but I got similar messages during worship this morning, which I'll share with him. God is doing something in our city. We've noticed that over the last six months, more so than anything. But what he's doing is significant. And the time is not next month or six months away. The time is now. And, and the time will only be now if we actually walk into what God said. Is that okay? Father, I just thank you for our beautiful church. We just pray that they have an amazing Father's Day this morning. Would you bless them as they go in Jesus' name? Amen.